Welcome to Make Out With Him, a crushes, dating, relationships and kissing podcast hosted by lab amateurs Lex Croucher and Rosiana Hosrojas. We are here to give you bad advice whether you want to make out with him, her, them, everybody or nobody. Send along any questions you may have to makeoutwithhim at gmail.com. Please let us know if your preferred pronouns and what you'd like us to call you. You can also tweet us at makeoutwithhim or use the hashtag, hashtag makeoutwithhim. Although I haven't checked the hashtag, hashtag makeoutwithhim. So I checked it. <laughs> not good. You know what I found? Some posts from... 2013 i thought you were gonna say people who are unrelated to us porn so i mean that'd be really tame adorable porn though right like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make out with him (laughs) (laughs) that's what i think porn is people just describing what they're gonna do next you know what i'm gonna do now i'm gonna take a bra off take a bra off of the many bras i'm wearing one bra one bra yeah just like that scene in friends where where joey's wearing all of the clothes You hide my clothes, I'm wearing everything you own. How is that the opposite? (laughs) so classic. Uh, No, I went on the hashtag just now to see what gems I could find. And Alexa in 2013 tweeted, if he lets you DJ in the car, hashtag make out with him. That's the rule. This is the first time I've mounted a guy on a first date. Hashtag make out with him. What is what oh, is know. happening? This that is was a very me. strange hashtag. I tweeted that in 2013. It's the first time wow. I've mounted a guy. Did you say on a first date? Listen, we're not here to judge. I need to dive into... And this person needs to email us. So. <laughs> how yeah. you been? How you been, Rosiana? Oh, you know, just doing stuff and things. Mm. Just out there in the world. I'm familiar with those. By the time this comes out, we're going to be together in uh, Amsterdam. Together again in Amsterdam. This is like, um, we're more hardcore than like John and Hank and like Brotherhood 2.0 and stuff because... We live really far away from each other. So when we're reunited... It's true. It's more important and glorious. So when we're in the same location, people should be uh, celebrating on our behalf. That's Dutch yes. for behalf, I think. You know? I think so. I think so. Sorry, <laughs> the Dutch. All of the Dutch people. Um, yeah, we're going to be in Amsterdam uh, smoking that sweet kush. Are, are you uh, pretty excited to go, you know, all the way across the channel? Oh yeah, I'm psyched. I love Amsterdam. I like boats. I like stroop waffles and I like good available drugs. So I should stop I should in relaxed environments. I should stop joking about the drugs, stop but I'm not joking. Drugs, I'm not joking, yeah. Mum and Dad. This is for real. So since since we recorded last, our first episode went up. Which has been yeah. pretty Like seeing the response to that has been great. People liked it. Th- thanks. Which is precious. Thanks to everyone who listened. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to our to two episodes now, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because episode three. We're yeah. pros now. Well, let me tell you how much we're pros, which is that we recorded episode three and episode four already, and then we decided you know what? Maybe we should try and make this podcast good, <laughs> which like was a bold choice. <laughs> um, but we recorded a couple of episodes when we were both really low energy. I've been ill for a week and a half. I'm still sick. I can't remember, Rosiana, you were like tired. I don't know. Either way. I'd been out really late the night before. Yeah. Either way, we were just like really low energy, yeah. not having a good time. And we just, we've scrapped it. We scrapped those episodes. So we are re-recording so you know because we are committed to we you we are so committed and your enjoyment so in committed your which is why we've just been rambling about nothing rambling rambling about nothing in your ears something that did happen that was pretty great so i read this article about karen pence oh yeah uh, the wife of the uh, vice president of the united states <laughs> um 
achieve, you know, she has many other achievements that aren't related to who she's married to. However, for the purposes of the story, that's what we're going to focus on. So I read this article, and in it, it said, uh, later, after dating Mike Pence for eight months, Karen engraved a small gold cross with the word yes and slipped it into her purse to give to him when he popped the question. Like, so bold. What a bold choice. Like, you date someone for a few months and you're like, I'm going to get something engraved for the moment they ask me to marry them because I know that it's going to happen. But also, I was saying to Rosiana... I almost admire it. Yeah. And I feel weird about it. I was saying to Rosiana that I would, would, like, use it too early, you know. I'd spunk it on something else. (laughs) Spunk's an uncomfortable word. But, like, someone would just be like, oh, I'm throwing out this burrito. Do you want it? And I'd just be like... My God. And then I would hand them the yes jewelry. Yes, I will eat this burrito. I think that's what it's really for. Yeah, make me the happiest woman What happens woman if you like, think alive. they're proposing and they're not actually proposing? You just like, rather than saying yes, you pull out the yes cross. <laughs> He's like, I have something to ask you. Is that if you're going to get engaged with someone, have a conversation with them about it. Yeah, don't, don't just in- quietly engrave, engrave jewelry. Ahead of time. It's very weird. But this was part of the whole thing about how Mike Pence can't eat dinner with any other woman that isn't his wife. Yeah. And that would be unseemly. Well, here's the thing. Loads of people, I don't know if you guys listening have heard about this, but yeah, there was a thing in an interview where he said he will not eat dinner with any other woman, which like is troublesome for a bunch of reasons, especially involving like business and how people do business and the fact that that cuts women out of a lot of um, conversations because guys will go for like business dinners, etc. And um, the, but <laughs> the thing is, so, you know, people were saying, oh, this is a religious thing. Lots of religious people do this and you shouldn't be judgmental because that's just a religious thing and it's about respecting your partner. And I'm like, what is it? Is it about respect? Like, it's a very weird... You literally can't control yourself enough to have a conversation with a woman and not cheat on your wife. And someone on Twitter was like, "It's, it's about never putting yourself in a position that could seem like something could happen. And I'm like... Oh my god. But something could happen at any point. Like, have you watched porn? Wow, I'm bringing a lot of things back to porn today. But like... (laughs) All roads lead to porn. All roads lead to porn. For example, you can't go to the doctor anymore. That could lead to some porn. No. You can't order pizza anymore. That's the typical porn scenario. You're putting yourself... I'm sorry, but if you order a pizza to your house, you are putting yourself in a position where it could seem like you had filthy, filthy pizza sex. So... And forget having other people around to make it safe for no porn scenarios to happen because that's like porn heaven. A bunch of people in one place. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we need to stop watching so much specific porn. Um, I think... It's great for the storytelling. <laughs> yeah, that's why I watch pizza porn. Pizza delivery related porn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just find it weird. I think it's a strange thing. I think like if if being seen with another woman is disrespectful to your wife. Like, yeah, you're saying a bunch of things about that interaction with that woman and also about your relationship with your wife. So, yeah, bold. Very odd. It's very odd. odd. But I also want to be aware that, like, I don't know. Cultural differences. It's easier for me to be kind of mean about Karen Pence and, like, Melania. Yeah, because of who they are. about maybe any other woman because of who they are. I kind of want to respect that and that they're like seen through this lens of 
patriarchy but on the other hand <laughs> she engraved a gold cross with the word yes on it and carried it around i feel like if it was like just a very sweet old man and he was like oh yes i won't eat dinner with anybody but my wife i'd be like oh bless you that's so cute yes but because it's not because it's someone who wants bad things for good people i'm like ugh, especially gross. women especially women I'm just like, well, you're a creepy dude, aren't you? And I wouldn't. Maybe it's Ugh. maybe it's not that he can't have dinner with other women. It's that no woman wants to have dinner alone with him. So he just pretends the rules the other way around. He's like, oh, well, it's because of it's only my wife. It's like, no, because everyone turns you down. Sorry, Mike. I saw a tweet the other day. It's just like a school bully. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day that was Mike Pence's full name is Michael Pencil. And I laughed for a really <laughs> long time. I laughed so hard at that tweet. <laughs> Michael Pencil. I think we need, um, just to trick people into thinking this is a good podcast, we need a theme song, but we also need like just emotional music to play under sad questions, you know? And like oh, so true. upbeat music when we're doing really funny jokes, like just comedy, comedy soundtracks so people know when to laugh. Maybe even we could just have like a laughter track. Yes, I, was gonna I say, think but, that's like, it. But with very specific laughs, like yeah. weird laughs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like... That show how an like un- an uncomfortable laugh. and kooky. Yeah, like, oh, like a, a half laugh, a sad laugh, an understanding laugh. too much laugh. laugh. Like, ha, ah, that's too much. Ah, no. Um, I think that we should maybe answer some questions. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, wait, are we, are we a friendships podcast now? Oh, yeah. So um, we want to open up. Listen. Not that we're not experts, but we're not experts. And we're also not friendship experts. But I don't know. I feel like more of a friendship expert than I am a relationships expert. Um, And so we want to open the podcast up to be also about friendship. So if you have questions about friendship too, please send them to us. Um, Because we just want to kind of widen the pool. They can involve kissing too if you like. But they don't have to involve kissing. No. No, these don't have to be, yeah, like, should I make out with my friend? It can also just be, like, general questions that you have about um, being a friend in the world. So, yes, please email them to us at makeoutwithhim at gmail.com if you have questions about being a friend. F-R-I-E-N-D-S, the cast of friends. Do you have any questions about the cast of friends? Please send them in. What's the kind of ship that will never sink? A friendship! That's from Friends. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus. It's all, the, right. it's all connected. Okay. Sorry, we're changing our minds. This is actually just like a friends reference podcast. Yeah, we're um, just we just we're, we're just on. gonna not even a reference we're no we don't even reference friends. We're just gonna quote friends. We're only allowed to quote to speak in friends quotes forever now. So our first question <laughs> of today is from L. Um, Al says, Dear Lex and Rosianna, I recently went on my first Tinder date and although he was a nice guy, I didn't feel attracted to him. He turned up late, talked about his marketing job and not much else, interrupted me a couple of times and at the end, I felt totally forced into kissing him. He mentioned a few times about a second date and I kind of just smiled and stayed quiet, but now he's messaging me on Facebook and I, don't, I really don't want to respond. Is it okay to ghost him for a few months before eventually deleting him off Facebook or does this make me a bad person? Thanks for reading. Oh, this guy is the worst. It's my professional opinion. I've diagnosed him as the worst. I don't like him one bit. He would not be welcome to eat a slice from any pizza in the room. (laughs) He's not invited to your porn, your porn pizza. 
Um, of course. <laughs> Do you even think about the pizza porn? I can't stop thinking about pizza porn. Is the title of one of those, like, we have these weird magazines in the UK that are called, like, Love It. But then all of the stories are really horrific and are like, my child was eaten by my dog. And, like, just, like, weird true life stories. And I think, I can't stop thinking about Yours pizza porn. pizza porn addiction. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't read those magazines. It seems horrifying. Yeah, this guy seems terrible. Like, okay, let's dissect. Although he was a nice guy, he turned up late, talked about his marketing job, interrupted me, and I felt forced into kissing him. He doesn't seem like a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy, capital N, capital G, a nice guy, which, for those who don't know, is someone who's like, but I'm a nice guy. Why do women not want me? They only want bad guys, and I get friend-zoned. That's a nice guy. Um, It's a nice guy, TM. He talked about himself and interrupted you when you were trying to talk, which, no. You felt forced into kissing him. That's awful. I'm so sorry you felt that. That's just horrible. You should never feel that. Kissing should be good. We, Rosianna and I just want positive, nice kissing for everyone adjacent to pizza. Happy make out with them. Yeah. So that that's terrible. And um, yeah, you don't ha- you don't owe him anything. Like, it's, delete him on Facebook now. You don't have to have him stick around in your life. Like, it's it's you know what is it that parents say or like um teachers say when they say it's like it's not a right it's a privilege <laughs> when they're talking about like things i thought you, that you were gonna do. say if if they walked off a cliff would you walk off the cliff <laughs> because that's always the thing that i think about but also don't follow him off a cliff don't follow him off anything just or like, a bridge yeah it's or really what, any high structure no what i was what yeah what i meant was it's not like being in your life and a Facebook friend of yours is not a right. It's a privilege. And he has abused his privileges and he should not be allowed to look at your sweet, sweet photos of you drinking in a park from 2007. I think I'm just projecting because that's what's on my Facebook. But like, uh, no. I don't even think it counts as ghosting, though. No, it doesn't. It just counts I think as that like, you're like being reasonable. You're just, you're just being like at... You know, you're like maybe tapping into the occult, but I don't think you're being like a full ghost. And I also think that like he's not even he's not even worth your time enough to ghost. He's just someone you don't want to be Facebook friends with or talk to, and that's totally fine. Yeah, like it sounds like he didn't do anything terrible. Like, well, if you felt forced into kissing him, that's a horrible situation. I don't know though how much he kind of. I don't know how much you felt forced by him, or maybe if you just felt forced by the awkwardness of dating convention. But like, yeah, he yeah. No, just no. Like, you're, you're not a bad person. And Facebook is a place... Here's what I don't get. People are always like, Facebook's so terrible. And I agree that Facebook themselves are terrible. Like, the algorithm's bad. They're just bad. But Facebook is what you make of it. Like, you only get stupid statuses in your timeline and, like, just annoying things and minions memes if you are friends with the wrong kind of people on Facebook. So, like, you know, it's your space... Make it a great space. This is unfriend people on their birthday when you realize that you're like, whoa, we're still friends. With yeah, them. which is Bye. I do this constantly, and yeah. at first I felt bad, and I was like, no, because they're not gonna notice. Like, and it has to be done. Yeah, it has to be done. I think just cut and run, cut and run. Like, not even a ghost, just an instant death and passing through to the other side. No unfinished business. It's over. I don't murder anyone. I feel like maybe I said this last time or the time before. Don't kill anyone. But, you know. <laughs> you shouldn't Facebook. have to repeatedly warn people who are listening to our podcast that 
we shouldn't kill anyone. Our next question comes from Kissless in Cleveland. And they say, y'all, it's dire. I'm currently 25 years old and I've never kissed anyone. I know. So I guess my question is this. What's the best way of getting this done? Should I tell someone before I kiss them and risk weirding them out? Or not tell them and have them just think I'm a bad kisser? The clock is ticking for me. Please help. Kiss, uh, <laughs> kiss listen, Cleveland. Please kiss. <laughs> I can't read. I was just horrified by words. Like, ah, there's more words? Oh, God. We said this on the podcast version of this episode that we deleted, but I feel like it's important enough to restate in this new redone episode that we get so many messages from people who say, I'm X age or I'm in X situation and I haven't done something. Isn't it weird? Isn't it odd? Like I'm such a freak or I'm in, I feel really awkward about it. And there's so many of you saying this that I, I just kind of want to emphasize that you're really not alone in any of this and it definitely doesn't make you abnormal um in any way shape or form yeah it's nice to to hear that i think sometimes as well like if you just think something's weird and then you realize that actually it's not weird like everyone's going through the same thing and yeah lots of people are going through the same thing it's like the first time when i voiced out loud that i like pizza porn and i was like oh thank god rosiana likes it too that's exactly what it's like yeah rosiana's just nodding that's sadly yeah she looks so sad sure Um, I've been implicated in this. I feel like your the main part of your question is also like, do you have an obligation to tell the person who's going to be your first kiss that it's your first kiss? No. And I don't think you do because I feel like when you kiss a different person, it's always a new experience because people kiss in different ways. Yeah. And it's not like it's going to be obvious. And it's not even like if it is obvious, it's something that you should worry about. What do you think? Unless you just really don't know how to kiss. Unless you just don't know what kissing is. And you like approach them and just sort of wave a foot in their face and go, you want this? It's like, that's the wrong body part. Kind of. I mean, each to their own. But like, maybe not. If you want to start with foot kissing though, like. Foot kissing. Go for it. I was talking earlier about, um, I walked through Camden Market and I saw the, those love dice oh, and yeah. so it's like you have two dice and one of them says a body part and one of them says like an action and there's something I can't remember what it is like there's some tv show or something where they're like oh it keeps saying lick foot and like because <laughs> <laughs> you just know that they're gonna put like foot because they think it's really sexy or like ear and it'll be like stroke ear lick foot um which you know I'm not here to judge people are into they want to lick foot if you want to lick foot, that's fine. But but you should know that's not kissing. And if you try and do that in your first kiss, then there'll be some confusion. I don't think you need to tell anyone, yeah, if it's... I don't think you need to tell the person that it's your first kiss. And I think that uh, people are just so happy to be kissing you that they're not going to care. They're not going to think like, oh, God, this person kisses slightly differently. Also, practice on your hand. Definitely. <laughs> Um, I'm in regular kiss territory, but sometimes you just want to be like, what does it feel like when I kiss someone and you just kiss your hand, right? Everyone does this. No, I think, yeah, the clock is not ticking for you by the by. Like there's no time when you have to have kissed people by unless there's someone with a gun to your head saying kiss someone the next hour or it's curtains and you'll never get to lick foot again. Yeah. You can kiss someone whenever you want. And, like, you don't have to tell people if you don't want to. Or you can tell people if it's a fun story to be like, hey, I've never kissed anyone. But, like, you know, there's no, there are no rules. We're all just, we're all just free spinning through this 
crazy thing we call life. With open mouths. Sometimes trying to kiss people. Open mouths, just and sometimes licking anything that goes people. past. Yeah, pretty much how I deal with life is just like mouth first. Like a dog. Yeah, the clock's not ticking for you. <laughs> it's a good turn. It's not like, you know, you're like a biological clock where it's like, if you don't do it, then all your kissing eggs will be dead. <laughs> the other thing I will also say is that like, in, in terms of the idea of like good or bad kissing, there have been times that I've been I've kissed people where like the first kiss has been just terrible, and the second kiss has been just terrible. But then, as you practice with them and their specific mouth, it gets better, and like the kissing gets better. Whereas initially, you sometimes are like, oh god, is this just like completely not working? There's no chemistry here. Um, with certain yeah. people, you just might not, you know, the rhythm might be off. You might bob when yeah. they weave. people will learn like you can learn to be better kisser and you can kind of teach people to be better kissers as well and it doesn't have to be in like a very much like here is kissing 101 today we will talk about um tongues like it's you know people just learn by how you kiss and you'll learn by how other people kiss and it's all just a beautiful learning experience get your mouth out there into the game if you want to if you want to, make out with him, her, them, everyone, nobody. The theme of the podcast. The next question answer asker would like us to come up with a fun pseudonym for them. So I was going to say Medusa, but that's really mean. Medusa? Um, that's so harsh. I think I we should just, call them... I was just thinking of the Odyssey. I was like looking around and the first thing I saw was the Odyssey and I was like... Medusa? Well, I can see an apple Helen like of Gwyneth, Troy. Gwyneth Paltrow's baby and I think we should call them... Apple. 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 Tangerine. Apple. Why you why you want to improve on a good thing? It's already perfect as apple. Okay. Alright. Here's a question from Apple. You sounds so disappointed. Right. Give it some pizzazz. Here's a question from Apple. Yeah, that's Is better. that better? Yeah. Alright, so Apple asks, so three years ago I had the bereavement of my romantic partner. I had a short term relationship afterwards, but since then I haven't dated, kissed, or even especially crushed on any guys or gals because I was focusing on myself, processing grief, etc. I now feel ready to dip back into the world of dating, but it's been such a long time since I've been in the dating pool that I've sort of lost touch with how I go about finding nice potential humans to flirt with and such. Do you have any advice? I'm in university at the moment, involved in a few societies, but I'm not one for drinking and such. Anyway, it's midnight and I'm rambling, and I'm not sure why I'm asking strangers to fix my love life, but why the heckety heck not, am I right? Have a good one, Apple. I like your use of heckety heck. Also, That's my favorite part. I don't know why any like anyone's asking us to fix their love lives because we most certainly will not, but we will give it a good college try. It's very sad that you lost your partner, and I'm sorry that you lost your partner, um, especially because it seems like you're quite young if you're at university now, unless you are a senior student. Um, but either way, that is a very difficult experience. Um, so it makes sense that it's kind of difficult to get back into that and like to work out dating and stuff because dating is confusing enough when you like are just floating through life and nothing bad has happened to you. So yeah, that's a tough one. Here's something that's like universal about, or not universal, but seems to be very common about grief is that you come back to a situation and it feels like a lot of things have changed and moved on but then also nothing's changed it's weird because you're in this new position and like something has changed with you personally and that's just like a fundamental difference with your interaction with everyone and um that's especially hard if you're trying to like 
navigate the romantic world uh, at the same time because you're also like dealing with this weird dissonance in like your experience of the of being human um so I think you kind of have to to some degree just em- like embrace that really weird odd feeling that things have become very different I don't know how to give like serious and important advice to serious and important questions so um I'm just gonna try and find ways for you to hunt down people to flirt with because that's my area of expertise I think like yeah you're you're off to a good start because you're in societies um I don't know what societies you're in exactly yeah and also like I feel like not being into drinking and stuff that shouldn't be a barrier to like finding people that you want to flirt with although I find drinking to be very helpful when I'm trying to flirt with people uh I essentially only flirt with people when I've been drinking social lubricant social lubricant we can't say lubricant on this family-friendly podcast. Actually, wait, this podcast isn't family-friendly, is it? Pizza porn. Pizza porn. Yeah. We 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 lost it all at pizza porn. Um, We've got the little E for explicit, though. Don't worry. I got that. Oh, nice. I feel like a Blink-182 album. That doesn't mean anything <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> when I was a kid, I got some... Is it Blink-182? Blink-182. Fuck, who knows? I don't know how open you are to apps. <laughs> like, we've talked about apps before a lot on this podcast because that's just a thing. Like, dating apps are a thing. And they don't have to be terrifying. And they, you know, we've talked about them before, so we won't go into, like, intense detail about them. But it is a good way to find people that you wouldn't necessarily normally find. And it is weird when you start dating someone and you're like, oh, I would literally never have encountered you in the world the only way I could have found you was through this very specific dating app. And I could have been like, oh, you like um, pizza porn. I like pizza porn too. Okay, let's make a connection. But like, yeah, that's a, it's an option. If you can't find people in the real world, turn to the internet. That's what I did. That's where I have any friends at all. The other thing I would say is consider if you have friends who are in other societies that you're not in, Consider going along to one of their events if they have like one of those more open events, like a ball or something. It's a good place to meet people, or like um, talks and lectures and that kind of stuff from other departments as well, because that can be a good place to like connect with someone who you might not have seen. Like if you're studying Spanish and you go to like a physics lecture, um, like a guest lecture, you know, you never know. You could find true love. <laughs> I am. Um, I definitely at uni. I just like hijacked all of my friends friends from their course because i was like i'm not gonna make friends on my course like what are you talking about i don't want to meet people i'm here to learn no that's not what i was actually there for um but my friend but it's much easier if you just take everyone else's friends exactly and you have to do any of the work yourself and the same works with people who you want to have a crush on like i uh had a friend who took zoology and i ended up going not to my own balls and not even to like the grad ball I just went to the zoology balls like the biological society (laughs) balls and just everyone just accepted that me and my flatmates who were not taking biological subjects just always turned up to the biological sciences events because we were just like eh why make your own friends when there are just ready-made friends waiting somewhere else for you and that's my advice to everyone in life don't make your own friends steal other people's whether you want to kiss them or not Maybe I want to kiss them or not. Just take other people's friends. Got no time for making new friends. Ugh, people. <laughs> well, I think we solved that problem. Oh, yeah. Um, Nailed it. <laughs> good luck, Apple. Good luck, Apple. I'm sorry we called you Apple. It's because I have an Apple sitting on my desk and I just thought, such a pretty name. Apple. 
That's a pretty great name. It makes me want to like I can I can picture a uh, what's it called Scott Pilgrim versus the World with an apple in it, and I'm just picturing you as some kind of like kick-ass comic book superhero right now. I'm picturing you so, as an apple right now, a huge like a sentient <laughs> apple, like a really adorb adorable. Adorable. I'm just. In, I'm really proud of you for getting into university as an apple that is sentient and has thoughts. Like, it's very impressive that you've done that. Next question is from Jess, and she says, "My name's Jess. I'm 19, nearly 20, and I've never been in a proper relationship. See, people, all these people haven't been in proper relationships. That's fine. We're all good here." I'm not too worried about it because the majority of my friends are in the same single boat. My parents, however, are not convinced it's healthy and keep trying to set me up with a cute guy at the supermarket or the nice barista. Nice barista, they. Hey. Any advice on how I can convince them that it's okay not to have been in a relationship, even if I want one? Will a PowerPoint do? Gassy Uranus, Jess. I was confused about Gassy Uranus, but apparently Rosianna said this at the beginning of our, the end of our first podcast. And I don't remember beyond what happened to me 10 minutes ago like i don't remember the beginning of this podcast i have no idea where i am right now so i was a bit confused by gassy keep, uranus keep the in jokes but yeah please because we like please them. we like inside jokes about our podcast because it makes us feel like our podcast is a thing and not just like a weird thing you know there's a difference between a thing and a thing like oh that thing it's like oh it's a thing it's definitely a thing we want it to be a thing yay um Okay, you're trying to convince your parents that it's okay that you haven't been in a relationship. Of course that's okay. Silly parents. Just PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Word art. Loads of word art. Loads of animations. Yeah. And effects. Yeah. And like maybe some sound effects as well. Like the ding, ding, ding sounds. Really like... The ding, ding, ding sounds. A lot of ding, ding, ding sounds. So many ding, ding, dings. Make use of all of the free, uh, freeware that you can and bring it all into the PowerPoint. And PowerPoint in th- itself isn't free. There's things that you can use within Microsoft Office that will make the most of um, your skills. This is very sexy, Next. listening to you talk about the Microsoft Office package. Oh, I can tell you. I know a lot about Adobe Creative Cloud, too. Oh, God. I'm not just limited to Microsoft. I love it when Don't you talk you software worry. to me. Google Jesus. Drive, I'm all over that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, if you use PowerPoint, make sure you do those, like, fancy wipes like like screen wipes from the star wars films like but do it like a heart Fuck yeah or a brain to be like Fuck i have yeah. a brain too guys i remember the awkwardness not of being set up not of having my parents try and set me up with like romantic people but like on holiday they'd be like there are other teenagers here in the holiday complex why don't you go make friends with them or they'd like you know like they'd have they'd have a quick conversation with like another teen and be like why don't you Let's no, no. Your parents should never be setting you up on anything, anything. Just let, just let her live. Let just live. Let just live. Yeah, definitely do a PowerPoint and just detail all the things you've achieved in life without a person and like a, without a romantic relationship. And if you've achieved nothing, distract them with your PowerPoint skills and clip art and word art. You know what? You won't have achieved nothing because you today and every day will have converted oxygen into carbon dioxide. And we don't talk about that enough. That is a real achievement. <laughs> is that our, like, baseline now? That's what we're... Millennials, man. We expect a trophy just for turning up and for converting one right? gas into another. Okay. Just not I said anything about a trophy. I just want <laughs> recognition. Just want recognition. For breathing. Yeah. 
Well, for breathing. Okay. I don't know. I find it hard to have straightforward conversations with my mother. So I don't know how to have a straightforward conversation with your parents. Maybe leave little post-it notes around their homestead saying, no. No. (laughs) Okay. Actually, like uh, me and my sister used the post-it note form of communication to convince our parents that we should get a cat. And it worked. My sister, mostly my sister, put post-it notes all over our house that just said, cat. And it worked. So you just need to put post-it notes to say, no boyfriend. Or like, no romantic relationship. Done with that. Don't and put that. maybe put like one on the um, barista and like the supermarket cashier. And like on any them, yeah. Stick them to guys. Stick them to young men. On your holidays. Um, stick them to also, everyone. Just... Stick them to the old lady. Because just to let you know that you're also not you interested also in the old lady. You want to be in a relationship with a more mature person. <laughs> it's fine. I think that you should draw a big sign that's like a road sign where like you know where it crosses something out like a big red circle it's crossed out but it's just a dick yes and you just cross out the dick none of that yes thanks Christiana's saying yes but what she means is please god stop talking (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah weird like why do they think you need a relationship are they trying to marry you off are you unbearable and they want you out of the house they're trying to sell you maybe it's like Maybe it's like Pride and Prejudice. Maybe it's exactly like Pride and Prejudice. Basically, post-it notes. Use post-it notes or just tell them outright. I'm fine. I'm healthy. I'm living my best life. I don't need the barista. I'm sure he's very nice, but got no need. It's probably great. I wonder if it's the same one that I used to fancy. Yeah. Rosianna's biased. She probably thinks that you should date the barista because she wanted to date a barista. New idea. Okay. I will very privately send you my contact information and then... Instead of asking him out for yourself, you ask him out for me. Yes. Perfect. Even though I've decided that asking people out of their place of work is extremely inappropriate and probably made them feel very uncomfortable, and I regret that. Um, I still... That barista was really hot. Yeah, unless they're really hot, in which case we ignore all those things. Right? That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the advice we should be giving. Rosianna's <laughs> <laughs> very unimpressed anyway. with me. Anyway. Um, I'm, you know, I just, I just don't want us to be misconstrued. Yeah, you're right. Um, good problem solved. We fixed it. Boom. Boom. Wham, bam. Thank Thank you, you, madam. The next question is from Lily. Lily says, hi, Lex and Rosianna. How are you? I'm 23 years old and in my first relationship with a 28 year old guy. We've been dating for two months and exclusive for two weeks. Things are going well, but a past relationship of his has me a little worried for one of our early dates, he asked me to go to the dog park with him because he was looking after the dog that he and his ex owned together. The dog now lives with his ex, but she was out of town for the weekend. But now I've found out that this was an unusual occurrence. He said he sees the dog maybe once a month and would only dog sit under extenuating circumstances or if his ex couldn't find someone else. Is this a red flag? Is it a sign that he lacks some capacity for unconditional love? I can't imagine letting go of a dog I co-owed with an ex unless the ex was abusive or something equally horrible. I grew up with two dogs that I love more than anything in the world. I've moved away from home but asked for pictures weekly. I don't know the details of my boyfriend's breakup and it feels too early to pry and potentially bring up painful memories. What do you think? Oh, interesting. Makes me nervous somehow. I don't know why it makes me nervous. The thing is, it's not like he's not seeing the dog anymore. Like, let's put this out there first. He's not not seeing the dog. He's seeing the dog once a month, which at least is some contact. And, like, he walks the dog. You know, that's good. It's not like he's just completely devoid of love i don't think he's like an actual sociopath no probably i probably not but like 
I do still think it is a little weird because it's a dog. They're better than people. They're so much better than all humans. Like, dogs. I mean, the question is, like, he might also be doing it out of, like, respect to this new relationship. Like, he doesn't want to have a connection to this person. Yeah. Or he might might be doing it for personal reasons. Like, he doesn't want to be connected to that relationship for himself or for you or for anything. But how old is this dog? Does it say how old this dog is? No. It says how old the people are, but not the dog, which is the first mistake. I don't care how old you guys are. All I want to know about is the dog. Can we just not answer this question? Can I just look at pictures of dogs on Google now? That's what I'm going to do. On Google. I'm just going to go on google.com and search dog. Can you you describe all of them for us? Because this is an audio podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be looking at pictures. It's like rubbing in your face that this isn't a picture-based Okay, so the first thing we got here is a beagle. It's a puppy, a beagle puppy. And he's got a red ball in his mouth, but it kind of looks like a tomato. So maybe it's a red (laughs) beagle puppy getting one of his five a day, eating a tomato. He looks pretty happy about it. And we'd call him We would call him ketchup, yes. (laughs) Um, I was going to call him pasta because we have a friend and their dog's called pasta. And it just feels so right that all dogs should be called pasta. Although they're from America, so they probably say pasta. That dog is so cute. Such a good dog. Okay, the second dog we've got here is a golden retriever, but it's got kind of a weird nose. And I'm sorry, all dogs are beautiful. All dogs go to heaven. But, and its tongue is also at a jaunty angle. So I'm kind But this of, one would be stuck in purgatory for maybe like a week longer. That's how it works. You have to be hot to get into heaven. And you have to be dog hot to get into <laughs> dog heaven. I think that's what the Catholic Church teaches, right? I don't know. That's definitely what I learned from that book about Melanie Beebe, the agent angel. <gasps> oh, the best books. They were called, so what were they good. called? Secret Agent in I'm Dead. It was called Secret Agent, I'm Dead. That's not what it was called. It was books about how when you're an angel, like you go, when you die, you get to go and be a secret agent. Angels Unlimited. Huh? Angels Unlimited. Angels Unlimited. Oh, that was so but good. Those books were so great. Yeah. And she could, they like, were go... so materialistic. In heaven, you had everything. Yeah. And you could you could go back in time. and You were like sent on missions to be yeah. people's guardian angel. Oh, those were such good books. Shout out to those angels. Anyway, more importantly, the third picture is a dog. And it's got its mouth wide, wide open. And it looks very human because it looks like it's doing a big human smile. Uh, and that unnerves me. I don't want my dog to look like a person. As I said before, I care only about dogs and not about people. So I want to merge those two genres. It's very upsetting. Anyway, back to the question. <laughs> um, I think that you should maybe ask if it's bothering you. Just ask. Like, you don't have to pry. You don't have to, like, you know, you can just say, if you feel comfortable talking about it, can I ask you this question about the dog and the dog situation? Like, I don't think it's weird. People want to know things. People just want to know things. You're getting to know each other still, as well, you know. Exactly, and I think that's a good time and to I ask think these that questions. If you don't, yeah, and I feel like if you don't talk about it, it's just going to become a bigger and bigger thing to you. And then when the point comes that you do talk about it, it's going to be so much bigger than it even is. Yeah, you'll just blurt out "dog," and he'll be like, "What?" And you'll be like, "Sorry, I was trying to ask you a question about dog." I don't know. Yeah, I think just just chat, and I don't think it has to be a red flag. Like, there could be loads of things we don't know about the situation. Um, however, if it turns out that it is just that he's not that, he doesn't care that much about dogs, then you should dump him, obviously. 
because straight away not even in person do it over text don't even do it over text snapchat him a picture of you making out with a picture of a dog like with the dog filter on with the dog filter on making out with another dog maybe that confuses the message i don't know either way just prove to him that dogs are more important than people and therefore he has been dumped in favor of all dogs everywhere and then steal that dog oh no wait sorry that still belongs to someone else don't steal that dog (laughs) god my advice on this podcast is getting worse and worse I just want you to all... Com- but you know commit. what? It's because we're getting funnier and funnier. <laughs> just It's a, it's a sickness. line. Just commit as many More crimes sickness. as possible. <laughs> That's the answer to all of your questions. Do some criming, some good hard criming. And life. Only hot dogs go to heaven. Only hot dogs go to heaven. The title of this, uh, really <laughs> this week's episode. Dog, a vegetarian. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, you know what? Um, all of our titles should have the word hot in it because we had only should, fuck, yeah, hot books. Exactly. It should all be only do something with hot somethings. With hot dogs. Only make out with hot dogs. That's from Mean Girls. Um, good. I think we f- fixed it. All fixed. Better now. You feel better? I feel great. I'm full of gin and tonic. I'm full of satisfaction that another day, another romance problem has been solved. Oh god, I love reaching the end of a podcast and thinking... I've made the world a better place today. Same, same. Uh, I feel that way. I feel strongly that way. Um, thanks for listening to episode three of our pod. Woo! Our pod baby. Don't forget that you can send us your questions. Um, also now about friendship to makeoutwithhim at gmail.com at makeoutwithhim yes. on Twitter. Hashtag makeoutwithhim. Do it. That's it. Get rid of the weird no stuff options. in that hashtag and fill it with stuff to do with us. We're only interested in things to do with us. And dogs. And dogs. Better than us. If we were dogs. Oh, if we were dogs. What what a possibility that would be. What a world. Uh, I still don't know how to end a podcast. Do we say goodbye? Is that why people have sponsors so they know how to end a podcast? Yeah, that's why people have sponsors so they can just end it with sponsorship call-outs. All we can do is just say bye, which is like the end of a phone call, not the end of a podcast. But it feels so right to say bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, it's also because we're at the end of a phone call. And at the end of a phone call, I don't lie to you and tell you how much you should buy Blue Apron because Blue Apron sent me this box once that was full of mouldy food. Rosanna just wants we to have cut us it off. never be Blue Apron. She wants to cut us off from future sponsorships. Don't listen, Blue Apron. At least Blue Apron. Don't, no, don't listen. I don't want your shit. Don't listen. She doesn't mean it. She's just high on mouldy vegetables. Don't listen to what she's saying. They're also like $10 per person per meal, as though that's a freaking bargain. It's not. It's fucking expensive. Listen, okay, so not only do we not have sponsors, we're just gonna, like, bash anyone who could possibly sponsor us to make ourselves as commercially unavailable as possible. So I feel great about that's that choice. Like Until next week. Until next anon. week. <laughs> Exit pursued by love. Why was I programmed to feel love? Bye! <laughs> Bye.